Hammer Down Racing Report. And now your hosts, Scott Hammer, Ron Miller, and Jerry Keezer. Welcome, race fans, to the Hammer Down Racing Report for Thursday, April 29th. Show number 177. I'm your host, Scott Hammer, along with uh, Ron Miller and Jerry Keezer with his uh, shameless product placement. Hey, all over the place. Right down to the Eldora Speedway jacket. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it's all good. Eye racing behind me. You know, we got this covered. Coming at you live from the Hammerdown Racing Report, home studios. It's the Hammerdown Racing Report presented by Oakshade Raceway. Coming at you live on Facebook, YouTube, and Twitter. Jerry, what? What? You got something to say? Are you just making sure that everybody can no, see your super clean? Yeah, twisting the, twisting the bottles, making sure we got the you know, proper facing. Okay. Make sure to like it's us. Self-serving as a NASCAR driver in victory lane with a bottle of Coke. That's God. Ooh. <laughs> What's your hat say? I mean, we've covered everything else. I, I can't. Uh, Chevrolet, Chevy race. Oh, okay. All right. Then. Yeah, uh, make, sure, make sure to like us on Facebook. <laughs> follow us on Twitter at Hammer Report. Uh, follow us on YouTube. And you can listen to us on demand on your favorite podcasting platform. Uh, Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, whatever. Also, you can check out HammerdownRacingReport.com uh, to get whatever information you need. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm getting there. <laughs> There's a lot of things going on. I moved. I moved. Hi. I moved. I moved the mixer over to my left side now, as opposed to the right side because the microphone was in. I was always going. Eh. But now, but now your feng shui is going to be all. Yeah, right. and I'm not left-handed, so it's. Some, some stuff could happen tonight, and I apologize if it does. Tonight on the show, we're going to speak to uh, General Manager of Flat Rock Toledo Speedway, Scott Schultz. Uh, they got some interesting events coming up this year, and uh, Flat Rock Speedway opening up this weekend, as a matter of fact. So uh, we're going to talk to him about all that fun stuff. Uh, before we get to that, we have uh, coming up in just a few minutes our uh, racing roundup. Also on the way, we have, uh, here's a little sneak peek at, at what's coming up for tonight's um, Big D's Pizza Wheel because we had so many winners for how many last week. There they all are. We're going to spin that wheel a little bit later, and the winner will get a four-pack of tickets to uh, Oakshade Raceway as well as uh, burg- four burgers and four drinks. So, Non-alcoholic drinks. Uh, yes. Yeah. Aww. Yeah. They don't sell alcohol. Mode. you got to bring your own. But, uh, yeah, so that's coming up a little bit later. Uh, Oakshade Raceway, where the fastest meet to race uh, rained out last weekend. Uh, they are going to kick off the season this weekend with the Bill Reckner Memorial featuring late model sports and bombers and compacts. If Mother Nature does uh, cooperate with us, and it looks looks pretty good Still right now. Still bummed I'm not going to be up there with you guys. I'm, I'm bummed, too. I'm bummed, too. Yeah, we, we got an exciting weekend, though, too. We got a Saturday-Sunday deal down at Shady Bowl. So we, we got the CRA Street Stocks and the uh, Boris Compact Touring Series coming in. We got 41 drivers already pre-registered for the Compact deal. So Sounds a little shady. Gonna be a, yeah, it sounds see, very see, shady. See what I did there? Uh, it's, it's shady at Oakshade, too, now. That is true. <laughs> Good point. <laughs> you know the two tracks could get together, and then you'd have Oak Shady Bowl. We could have the, the, the Shady... I don't know, Shady Series or something. Uh, thanks to Real, Real Geese, uh, Silhouette Decoys, <laughs> Millstream Speedway, Big D's Organic. Pizza, and uh, Ron Miller Race Cars. Uh, give us that racing roundup, and then we'll uh, give Scott a call here. All right. This week's racing roundup, once again, brought to you by Tim's Tim Sims, Tim's Dirt Track Simulators, the home of the Hillbilly High Banks, 
going to have the the Wicked Cushion, or I'm sorry, Wicked Energy Gum Fortune Outlaw Series in action tonight. And we'll be interviewing Brad Doty before that, right after the Hammerdown Racing Report. So tune into the Dirt Racing Network to catch all that action. This week's racing roundup, starting with Attica Raceway Park, Angola, Indiana, Zebwise parked his 410 Sprint and Victory Lane Friday night. He's the fifth first-time winner through the first six races. Rusty Schlenk survived a tangle with a lap car to pick up his 29th career Attica late model win, which puts him puts him atop the all-time win list in that division. Jamie Miller earned his second straight 305 win. Sandusky Speedway was in action with Ethan Rusisco winning the beginner stock feature before the rain put a halt to the action on Saturday night. Sunday was the makeup day for the spring icebreaker cavalcade. Ben Watson won the renegade feature. Bill Rabbits won the pure, pure stock feature. Justin Hamilton won the street stock feature. Bob Sibia Jr. won the modified feature. And Ethan Rusisco earned his second beginner stock feature win of the weekend. Brian Taylor won the CRS truck feature. Makeup races from Saturday will be run this Saturday at 12 one. noon. One. Then they'll let the one. fans in. It'll be one. 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 Yeah, they, they, okay. it's been updated since I, I did the prep uh, and I, I talked to Doug Doc. They're going to, I think, gates are going to open at 11 maybe or something, but racing at one. And then I, I guess they're also going to, to for those uh, makeup races, then they were going to do a regular program that evening, but they've decided they're just going to let the people that, if you have a wristband or whatever, your ticket, whatever, from last week, if you show up for the makeup races, you can stay and watch the evening races as well. No extra oh, charge. Wow. Or wow. or if you weren't there last week, you can come out uh, early, uh, you know, to watch the races that start at 1 and pay 5 bucks because it's $5 admission. That's what it was last week, too. And you get to watch last week's events and stay for the evening. So, so wow. come early, That's stay awesome late. Deal. Yeah, yeah. Sorry, go ahead. SanduskySpeedway.com for all the details. Yeah, it's on I'm there. Assuming. Yep. Yeah, go check them out, you know, for all the details there. Uh, Fremont Speedway feature events for opening night were rained out. The dirt truck feature will be made up on May the 1st. The 410s will be made up on May 15th and the 305s on May 22nd. Oakshade Raceway rain slash snowed out for last week's season opener moved to this weekend. Uh, head on up there, they're like, Scott said the Bill Reckner Memorial, uh, lots of money handed out, not only on the front end, also down through the back end of the show. I know Tim Sims thrown in some for 13th. Ron, you threw yep. uh, some for 10th and 13th, 10th right? and 13th, correct. So we, we got definitely going to be a very good show for the, the bomber class. You know, get up there. I don't care where you go racing at, but get somewhere. Get to your local track and support your local track. With that said, let's... Oh, go ahead, since, Ron. Since, since you've got that uh, product placement there, you were talking about uh, Fremont Speedway and, and the truck division. You didn't happen to uh, have any results from that truck division heat race, did you? I did not in my prep. Why? Was, was should, there something I should be surprised by? Was there something well, I Well, Jamie Miller um, has been on fire this year in his 305 Sprint car. And he did equally well, making us very proud of the uh, Colorado number four that uh, we just just finished up in time for them to take it to the racetrack. Um, set blistering pace all night. Uh, people were just lining up by up by the fence to uh, to watch the truck, and uh, they made us very proud. Very cool. And that's Ron Miller race cars built. <laughs> yes, sir. It is. So, and, and, and DAS engines. DAS a proud, engines. A proud sponsor of Ron Miller race cars. 
Very cool. Well, that's awesome. Congratulations. We'll see if Jamie can f- seal the deal then on uh, May 1st when they run that makeup and the, also the regular show that night. So his goal is to, on fire in the 305. His goal is to win both features. I don't blame him. <laughs> Sounds like he has the equipment to. That'd be my guess. <laughs> the World of Outlaws NOS Energy Drink Sprint Cars were in action this past weekend at Bristol Motor Speedway. Watertown, Connecticut's David Gravel swept both of the main events uh, this week, past weekend in Bristol for the Outlaws. He dominated Friday, leading uh, all 30 laps. Saturday's action was postponed to Sunday afternoon. Gravel had to work a little harder on Sunday. He, he raced his way up to Logan Schuhart, who led from the green flag. And Logan Schuhart on the last lap broke, bringing out the caution flag. And then Gravel had to survive a green-white checkered on the restart to win the $25,000 finale. Next up for the Outlaws, Sprint Car Series, Jacksonville Speedway in Illinois tonight. And the FVP Platinum Battery Showdown Friday and Saturday at I-70 Motorsports Park in Missouri. Returning back to I-70 for the first time since 1986. Hey, Jerry? That track was, yeah. Uh, did- I didn't happen to look, but uh, did you see what um, the quick, uh, quick lap, quickest lap time was uh, from the World of Outlaws at Bristol? I, th- I saw something, 13-something. 13.87 or 8.62, I believe it was. Wow. And that was the second second night. Gravel had set quick time and new track record on Friday night, and then on Sunday they broke it again. And I believe it's uh, uh, Sam Hathercheap Jr. actually has the track record now. Average speed of over 142 miles an hour around the half mile at Bristol. That's faster. Take that NASCAR. Yeah. Yeah. Well, <laughs> there you go. Now, on pavement, the cup cars are about 138 is their average. But on dirt, it was around 89 miles an hour. So, shows the, the, the disparity there between the two. But, uh, yeah, uh, again, uh, we were talking about the outlaw uh, going back to I-70. I-70 Speedway in Missouri was uh, paved over back in 1987, and they just put dirt back down there last year before the pandemic hit. So this will be the first time the outlaws have been back there since 1986. So that'll be a pretty good event this weekend for the World of Outlaws Sprint Car Series. Uh, World of Outlaws Morton Buildings Late Models 2006 champion Tim McCready got the win Friday night at Richmond, Kentucky Speedway. Next up for the Outlaws Late Models is the Hawkeye 100 at Boone Speedway in Iowa on Friday and Saturday. In Arca Menard Series action, the 18-year-old Corey Haim. Now, Corey Haim? Haim. Probably not, probably not the, the movie star. Not Corey, not, not the part of the Haims. He wasn't in Lost Boys, no. <laughs> okay. Uh, he completed the Super Speedway sweep after winning at Daytona in February and then on, in Talladega on Saturday. Uh, let's see, Dave Mater the third, 65 years young, finished runner-up. Congratulations to Dave. Next up for the ARCA Series, the Dutch Boy 150 at Kansas Speedway on Saturday at 1230 on Fox Sports 1. In NASCAR action, Jeb Burton landed his first Xfinity race win in the rain-shortened Ag Pro 300 on Saturday. Brad Keselowski took advantage of Matt DiBenedetto's Matty D's choice to move up to block the outside lane on the final lap of the Geico 500 and drove by Matty D to lead only one lap and pick up the win. That's the one you got to do is lead one, right, Ron? That's the important that's, one. That's the best one, yeah. <laughs> yeah. The rest of them will get you pictures, but that one gets you the big check. There you go. That, that's what's important. Well, anymore, they, they try to make a, the stages important too, don't they? Yeah. Yeah. But next up for NASCAR in the Cup Series – this is probably my favorite race 
name. I, ever. I agree with you. The the Bushy McBush race 400 this Sunday at 3 p.m. on Fox Sports One from Kansas. Uh, the trucks will be in action on Saturday at Kansas Speedway at 7:30 on Fox Sports One. And the Xfinity cars are off this weekend. They'll be back next weekend with the Steakhouse Elite 200 at Darlington on Saturday, May 15th at 1:30 on Fox Sports One. In NTT IndyCar action, Colton Herta won the Firestone Grand Prix of St. Petersburg on Sunday. Next up for IndyCar, the Genesis 300 at Texas Motor Speedway on Saturday at 7 p.m. on NBC Sports Network. In other notes, Devin Moran won the 22,000 to win Castro Floating Racing Night in America Fireball 50 at Atomic Speedway last Thursday and that Big D's Pizza sponsor number nine leading flag to flag. Jonathan Davaport survived a war of tire attrition to earn an $8,000 payday in the return of racing at West Virginia Motor Speedway on Sunday. And I believe Devin finished second to, second in that event, if I'm not mistaken. So congratulations to Devin having a great weekend and Big D's Pizza uh, as well. Got to say hi to Dean, and I've seen uh, him and Tim Nichols both saying hi in the chat. So welcome, guys. Glad to see you here. Barb Ganser. And with that, that'll do it for this week's Racing Roundup. Thank you again to Tim Sims. Uh, giving away a Brad Doty t-shirt tonight as part of the how many. So whoever wins tonight's how many, week. But, which we yeah. won't find out who wins that until yeah. next week, but yeah. Yeah. For next Jer week. Jerry, I know you've got to go, but do you have any updates on the ARCA driver that was burned? I do not. I have not seen anything yet. I don't, does there anything in the I press? Haven't seen Scott, anything. Do you have anything there? No, I haven't okay. seen anything I didn't get into the news yet. Yeah. I know that was, that was a, obviously a very scary deal. Um, you know, he did get out of the car under his own power, which yep. is always a good sign. But with fire, sometimes it, it can be the after effects that can get you. But uh, hopefully, you know, making a full recovery and, and going from there. Um, along with our Brad Doty, sure, I'm going to throw in a sample of Super Clean and got some Wicked Energy gum for the for the winner as well. So. All right. Yeehaw. I'm going to have to try to remember that because I forgot what it was last time. Ron, you got that? You're going to remember when we get to how many Last tonight? week was the books. Last year was the yeah, books. The and book. I had to ask Ron. I was like, what were those books again? I yeah, think I was uh, I was on the Dave, phone. The Bobby and me and uh, the Bill Schindler story. <laughs> Still waiting for my copies, so I'm I'm sure they'll show hey, up. As soon as I get to Oakshade, I'll bring them to you. Uh, the, Sounds good. The uh, last thing I had on Derek Lancaster, he was the the one that was uh, burned in that fiery crash at Talladega. Uh, he was in critical condition with second and third degree burns to both arms uh, and neck and face, but no internal injuries. And that was, I think. Sunday or Monday that that was the last update I had. Haven't seen anything since then. So anyway, uh, moving on. I want to thank Millstream Speedway, another one of our sponsors. Make sure to support them when they uh, get back to racing action. Uh, they had to push back their season a little bit. Some uh, more track, uh, not really repairs, but uh, uh, getting things ready is, is pretty much it. So the season's set to begin June 13th now with Late Models Mods and the Strucks. Uh, follow them on Twitter, Facebook, or go to millstreamspeedway.net. How about we give uh, Mr. Schultz a call? What? Uh, that's, what? You can do that real quick just so you know there is an update in the chat on uh, oh. the uh, Derek Lancaster. My uh, buddy K.R. Stolfa, so my co-host won the uh, Sling and Dirt series and uh, the Wicked Energy Gun race series is uh posting that for us all right then adam matty adam matthew senior as well so there yeah there's a link <laughs> right below there so yeah awesome thank you adam thank you kr good to know very good all right 
Let's give uh, Scott Schultz a call, the uh, GM there over at uh, Toledo and Flat Rock Speedways. Flat Rock uh, not not getting much done la- last year. So. Hey. Mr. Schultz, how are you? Just got my to-go dinner order from the bar, so you'll be able to hear me. Okay. <laughs> you're, you're on with uh, with me, Scott Hammer, Ron Miller, Jerry Keezer here. Uh, how, how's things going? We're doing all right. Yeah. We're doing it. Uh, now, last year, uh, I was just mentioning this, last year, uh, Flat Rock didn't didn't get to open its doors at all. Uh, so I'm guessing you're a little bit busier this year than you were last year. Oh, boy. Um, you know, and really, I was just figuring backwards here while I was walking around the world. We didn't know we were going to be get to race at Flat Rock until about six weeks. Uh, the uh, governor of our great state of Michigan uh, really didn't make any decision until I tell you the day it was March 14th. And the reason she had to make that decision was because the Tigers were putting pressure on them. Uh, they were going to get 2% of their crowd to be allowed at uh, Comerica Park. And needless to say, that didn't go over very well. So uh, she kind of looped us all into the same boat. And we're at 20%, which is 1,000 people at Flat Rock. So we're just very grateful to be able to open up. Uh, we have no idea what to expect, but uh, we're getting ready. Now, uh, you got different restrictions uh, between Flat Rock and Toledo. Toledo, Speed- oh, yeah. Toledo Speedway, it, I mean, at least in Ohio, it sounds like things are pretty much almost wide open. I mean, there are a few yeah. restrictions there. Yeah, we were at 30% uh, for a long time. We're now at pretty much um, anything within reason, but they're really putting emphasis on groups and the size of groups, no more than 10 in an area. And, you know, so we're going to play the game. Uh, we'll we'll um, ask everybody to wear a mask upon entry uh, to wear it in common areas, like the concession stand, the restroom, souvenir stand, and uh, practice social distancing when possible and be kind and courteous to each other. Uh, which is exactly what we did at Toledo last year for the two races we ran with fans. And you know what? We had not one problem. So... We got we've got a template for it from last year, and we're just applying it to this year to get started. Um, and that's what the Lucas County Health Department asked us to do at uh, at Toledo. So that's what we're going to do at least for the first race. Uh, and then at Fly Rock, like I said, we're at a restriction of a thousand uh, for this Saturday, which is an afternoon race, something new, four o'clock start. Yeah, I was gonna gonna ask you about that. You, what the first uh, three events at Flat Rock this year have a four o'clock uh, start for for the racing. Yep, we stole that idea from Berlin Raceway over in Grand Rapids. I called them and thanked them for that. Um, if you're going to try something, you need to try it now. Uh, the world has changed, and my goodness, if, if you're going to try it, let's go ahead and do it now. Uh, we feel that, obviously, May, the weather is very iffy. If you look at yesterday, it was 83 degrees, and today it rained all day. Uh, so, you know, that's the weather in our area, as everybody knows. So, we feel uh, we're might have a better chance of warmer temperatures, obviously, uh, starting at four. And the other thing is, as Ron Dragger made a good point, this might be the very first time a lot of people even get outside with their families. So they might be a little bit more comfortable coming out at four o'clock in the afternoon as opposed to a night race. So uh, I think it's got some merit to it. I really do. Uh, but you know what? We're not going to know till we swing the gate open Saturday afternoon. And, and another thing I know, uh, knowing a lot of track promoters, you save money on, uh, you don't have to turn the lights on. Hopefully. Yeah. Yeah. And you know what? I mean, that's, 
to be honest with you, you are very quick skin. Uh, <laughs> but at the same time, you know, that really didn't enter into, into what we were thinking about. Um, you know, uh, one, again, if you're going to try something, now's the time. Two, uh, temperatures are always tough in May, as everybody knows. And, you know, the mask thing, it, it, they've got people spooked, needless to say. And, you know, you're down in Ohio. I live in Michigan, uh, although I spend a lot of time in Toledo, needless to say. But, you know, the the difference between the two states is just unbelievable. And, you know, at Flat Rock, we're grouped in with Detroit, Michigan. And there's a it's a lot different way of life. And, and I'm not just speaking of Detroit. I'm speaking of the whole area, which encompasses Flat Rock. We're 20 miles from downtown Detroit. And, you know, the mindset is different. The, what do I want to say, the paying attention to things, uh, government seems to be more involved in metropolitan areas and you know that's one of the things we had to consider at flat rock last year when we made the decision not to try it and, uh, and to push the envelope and you know there was like seven tracks in the state of michigan that didn't run last year or ran extremely limited and they were on their metropolitan areas uh, and we're near the largest metropolitan area in, in michigan uh being detroit so you know, we had to weigh the good versus the bad and, and what the negatives and positives were, um, you know, and I hate to say it, but, you know, do you chance losing your operator's license and your liquor license? Does the township tell you, which, by the way, we have no restrictions with the township, uh, Ash Township and at Flat Rock Speedway. Do you risk them coming to you and saying, OK, here's how many dates you're going to run. You're going to give us your schedule. You got a curfew now, and by the way, you can't do any more practices, and on and on. And you know, there's a couple of tracks in Michigan that are like that. So, you know, Ron Dreger just looked at it and he said, "I'm I'm not taking that chance." So that's kind of where Flat Rock ended up last year. Scott, at this at this point in uh, in Ohio, is there any uh, special agreement with the state as far as uh, folks that are fully vaccinated? Do they need to be masked? No, uh, no. Uh, so. The CDC obviously has come out and said, if you you have a, have the vaccine, you don't need to wear a mask outdoors unless you're with large gatherings, which that's what we are grouped in with. Um, all of our dealings have been with the Lucas County Health Department. So last year, all the rural tracks in the state of Ohio turned and went, nah, we're going to go ahead and do it. Uh, and that's fine, you know. That's fine. We are in the largest city in the state of Ohio that has a racetrack, <laughs> and we're in the city of Toledo. So we had to deal directly with Lucas County Health Department, and uh, Ron was in direct contact with uh, with them constantly, and they just told us, "No, you can't. No, you can't." And really, by the word of the law of the Ohio Health Department, no track should have run. But look, everybody, this is the problem, as you guys know. You know, lack of information, misinformation, lack of direction, and definitely lack of leadership from the top all the way to the bottom has just screwed this pandemic up big time. Um, so they they told us we couldn't run. You know, the same thing happened to Roger Slack at Eldor, uh, you know, and Larry Bowes down there uh, that run Eldor for Tony Stewart. You know, and Ron was in contact with Roger, and, and you know, they, they fought tooth and nail to try to run. And it just wasn't going to happen that, you know, they were the largest short track pretty much in the country. And believe me, Columbus knew it. Uh, but us, we, we had to deal with the Lucas County Health Department and they told us, you know, no, you cannot run. So when things eased up, 
Uh, we went ahead and we had to follow all the protocols. We had to file a plan. We ran three ARCA races with no people in the grandstands, which we could do with the Lucas County Health Department's blessing and with the sponsorship entitlement for the ARCA Menard Series uh, and all of their great sponsors. Uh, we ran three races without fans. So then at the end of the year, we got to run two races with fans. And again, we had to file a, a, a plan of attack. Uh, with the health department, I think we had 1,500 people for the Arkham uh, Menards race in the Glass City 200. And you know what? We had no problems at all. We were thrilled to death to run. Uh, so we got a template for things. Uh, we'll just apply that. We've got our plans filed with both the Lucas County Health Department and, and the uh, Monroe County Health Department for Flat Rock. And, and we're good to go. We'll see what happens. Do you think uh, do you think we're headed in the right direction? Do you think uh, maybe by the end of the season we won't have any restrictions? <laughs> you tell me. <laughs> uh, so if you live in Michigan, you uh, so we don't even want to go there. Yeah. <laughs> there's, there's many uh, adjectives for our governor <laughs> in the state of Michigan. Well, well let's, but, let's, um, let's yeah. Let's, I think I think we are on the path that hopefully by the end of the year, maybe even the Fourth of July. It sounds like that's kind of a uh, unspoken target for everybody. So, well, let's talk about true. let's talk about some good news. I mean, Flat Rock was dark yeah. all last year. I mean, how yeah. ex- how excited are, are racers, fans, uh, staff, you guys uh, to to be able to open the doors again this weekend? Oh, uh, it's 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 unbelievable. Uh, we had an inspection day and two practices. We've already had seventy one cars through tech, which we're thrilled with. Uh, big smiles on everybody's faces. Everybody, you know, everybody's had to live through this. Is the virus real? Yeah. Does it affect people in different ways? Yeah. And everybody knows that or has been affected by it in some way, shape, or form, whether it was your family member or at work or whatever it was. But, um, yeah, everybody's excited. We are to uh, kind of forgot a few things. Uh, I'm sitting there at the practice day the other day, and I went, oh, man, I I forgot to do this. And I was, uh, I was talking to Gary Howell over at Kalamazoo, and he said the same thing. He said, man, I forgot how to do a couple of things or forgot to do a couple of things. So we just got to get back into the swing, but yes, I think everybody's excited. Uh, I'm not sure about the fan base yet. Uh, we've had good chatter on social media uh, in response and the archaic phone has been ringing. So, you know, that's all, that's all good right now, I think. And the weather forecast is fabulous. So, how, how, we'll are, go for it. how are you doing uh, ticket sales for, for flat rock? Is it just like normal? Flat rock. Yeah, Flat Rock's a general admission walk-up sale on the day of the race. Okay. Uh, we'll open the we'll open the gates uh, just before we start practice. So that's what we're going to follow through. Uh, the only two races we've sold advance tickets for at Flat Rock over the last several years is the school bus figure eight races, but we're not sure we can even run those yet. Um, to run them with a thousand people in the grandstands makes no sense whatsoever. So that's why we pushed that one back to July third. Uh, when we set our schedule and, you know, like you asked, you know, wh- what do you think? You know, we're hoping by the 4th of July, all of us are free and clear and uh, trying to get some sort of normalcy behind us. Scott, uh, can we talk about concession stands, especially with Flat Rock opening at four o'clock? A lot of families are going to be feeding their kids at the racetrack. Uh, how are concessions looking? Yep, we're in good shape there. Uh, following protocols, all of our staff will be wearing masks. Uh, the serving people will be wearing gloves. Needless to say, uh, we have hand sanitizing stations throughout the spectator concourse. We'll have all sorts of signage as we, we are required to. Uh, I guess the six feet social distancing has been cut to three feet from my understanding, but 
I need to read up on that a little bit. So, you know, we'll, we'll, we'll abide by all the protocols. And those are the three things mask upon entry and in common areas, which is the concession stand, souvenir stand in the restrooms, just like you do when you go into a restaurant. I think even in Ohio, you still have to, is that correct? As far as I, I believe, know, I haven't watched yeah. the news today. So, it could have changed. Yeah. You try not to, I know what you mean. So, you know, those protocols are the same as a restaurant. Uh, we're asking everybody once again to practice social distancing. And, you know, uh, we have a hand sanitizing station, so wash your hands frequently and, you know, be kind and courteous to everybody. And and I think we'll be fine. Uh, our, our, you know, we're, we're uh, in full operation in our concession stands. Our biggest problem has been trying to find help, which, my goodness, I've never seen so many help wanted signs uh, running up and down the road. I feel so bad for all of these businesses that have struggled so hard for 14 months and, and look at them now. They, they can't find any help. They're closing their doors. Yeah. Uh, it's just, it's crazy. It's a crazy, crazy world. Scott, so, if you want to see that change, start paying the people that are working 300 a week <laughs> and take away the $300 bonus for staying home. Ron Miller for president. I'm all for it. Oh, dear <laughs> I'm all for it. I'm all for it. No, I agree. You're right, Ron. Yeah. Yep. They're, uh, they're, they're making people stay home. So for yes. up here in the state of Michigan for four months, well, I think it's all around it, Yeah. The federal unemployment thing goes, runs to the end of June. My God, we got two more months of this, you know, and yeah. it's just, it's crazy. You know, we waste our time talking about it. Uh, it's unfortunate for every business person and every individual in, in the United States that we're, we're being put in this spot because of a silly governmental interference i'll call it in uh in what's going on but uh All right, we're, we're 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 trying every day every day we just uh we get up we go and we push the button and uh hopefully things uh, work out this weekend is uh the opener jack's bicycle opener you got the late models the figure eights street stocks what time do the gates open yeah. uh we're gonna open at 1 30 about a half an hour earlier than what we're anticipating for the afternoon shows to get everybody in we're gonna start practice a little bit earlier and then uh, qualifying will follow, and then showtime is 4 p.m. Uh, this Saturday, then May 8th and May 15th also. Gotcha. So uh, forecast is great, so we're open for good things. And it looks like uh, you pretty much have a weekly show at Flat Rock where Toledo Speedway yeah. is uh, – It's. do you consider Toledo Speedway just a, a, spe- a special events venue or – yeah, I, I yeah, Scott, I really do. Uh, this is the third year I've had people say, well, you, you look at your schedule. When did you change your schedule? We, we changed it three years ago. So we've had eight to nine events on the schedule every year for the last three years. Uh, this year we have eight. And you're right, it's a special events only track right now. Uh, but Ron Miller can attest to this. Building a half-mile car for an asphalt track is awful, awful, awful expensive. All racing is expensive. Uh, but, man, if you bite the bullet at Toledo and hit the wall, you're you're gonna hurt your investment. In addition to your pride and hopefully not your body. I was gonna say um, you probably feel that. Oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you know the little track is a little track. It's got, it's got some great racing. Our factory stocks do a great job racing there on it, and and the figure eights do a good job too. But you know we just decided this is the path that we need to take right now. And you know if you look around the country, there are very few half miles running on a weekly basis. Uh, you know, I know down south there are some bigger tracks that are, but look at their car counts, you know, the 12 and 13, which unfortunately that's 
probably where we're at, although we're hoping uh, for a little bit better there on the half mile this year for the late model sportsman class. But um, it is what it is. And, you know, if you try to, what's the, what's the definition of insanity? Keep doing the same thing and expect different results. Yep. And, Absolutely. you know, we just, we can't do that. So May 16th, Central Avenue Truck Parts School Bus Figure 8 Race, Ken Schrader driving a school bus. Yeah, I wanted to ask adding, about that. How, adding to his resume. How did you how did you talk him into doing that? That was him and Gregor drinking beer <laughs> one night. Um, you, you know, they're they're good friends. Uh, Ken Schrader is a very good friend of Arca. And, you know, Ron uh, has developed a friendship with Ken and, and Ken has been nothing but supportive. He's he's probably the ambassador of short track racing uh, as far as I'm concerned. Him he and Kenny Wallace. Yeah. Uh, you know, came from the top or, you know, are now Ken's quote unquote retired, but he's not, he's moved back to Missouri, uh, concentrates on dirt modified racing, still does a few things here and there. He ran a street stock at Salem last Saturday, Sunday afternoon. Uh, you know, he's just one of those guys and they were talking and he said, you know, I haven't driven a school bus yet. Well, we can take care of that right now. So he was going to do it last year and we had to cancel the races because of the pandemic. Uh, so he's back on and, uh, he'll be in a school bus. Uh, we're running our late model sportsman and our factory stocks and a boat figure eight race. Yes. Uh, boats towed by race cars on the figure eight track. So, uh, pretty, pretty fun afternoon, afternoon show, two o'clock start. Uh, and then the following Saturday night, uh, one of the great races at Toledo Speedway under the lights is the Menards race. The Ark Menard series is there for the Harris potato chips, 200s, those cars are absolutely gorgeous and under the lights, it's even better. And we've been wanting to do this for a long time, uh, to get back under the lights. So Friday night, the 21st, we're running at flat rock and we'll flip nights. And then Saturday night, we'll run at Toledo. Cool. It, last year, was it last year that, uh, I mean, I know the Arca, the Arca Menard series ran what, two, three races at, uh, at Toledo. Four. Was it four? <laughs> three three but, without fans. One was a doubleheader. They ran Saturday right. and then Sunday. And what? then um, and then um, we ran one with fans at the end of the year. And we, uh, we were talking to Charlie Craw about this back before the pandemic, where there was no Arkham Menard Series event. It was just an Arkham Menard Series East, I believe it was yes. East. Race. Yeah, the East ran two races there, yeah. yeah. And they, they lost a bunch of races because of what was going on. Uh, you know, and with Ron being the president of ARCA and also the owner of Toledo Speedway and, and having the entitlement to make it worth at least, uh, you know, the opportunity to run. Uh, and there was a lot of people that stepped forward to make those races uh, happen uh, from the uh, Menard East series and from the Menard series. And we were very fortunate and we have the venue. Well, so well, it was really weird running those races with no fans, though. Very, very weird. But you need to have a Toledo, or, or you need to have an Arkham Menard Series proper event at Toledo, since Toledo is the home of our. And we are, and we yeah, are yeah. May twenty second, yeah. yes, sir. Jared. And uh, and like I said, under the lights, you you can't beat it. It's it's great. We're really we're enthused about that day. Uh, needless to say, and and uh, flipping with Flat Rock, we're doing it once in uh, May and once in July. Uh, so. You know, uh, at Flat Rock that Friday night, we're going to run a full-blown show, Late Models, Figure Eights, and Street Socks. We've never done that on a Friday night. But uh, we're kind of excited about that, too, to see what happens up there. So the plans are made. The gates will be open. The pop is cold. The hot dogs are great. The popcorn's very good, and the beer is cold. 
So oh, Jerry's leaving. That's what it was. I thought Jerry here we go. Thought- <laughs> Scott, it's been great talking to you about uh, Toledo and uh, Flat Rock tonight and the Arca series. Uh, I'm hoping to make it up there and see you sometime soon. I got to jump off of here. I'm heading to another show yet tonight, so uh, look forward to seeing you soon. You guys are always right. welcome, including President Miller. That would be President wonderful. President Miller. <laughs> You're still on with, with Scott and Ron. Yeah, yeah. We're not done with you yet. We're almost done. But <laughs> They're not, not done with you. I, I, got a, I got a question. We'll see you, Jerry. Night, guys. Thanks, Jerry. Thanks, buddy. Uh, back uh, – to back up just a little bit, talking about uh, Toledo Speedway and, uh, and the fact that it's a half mile and, you know, it puts on great racing and it's a great track, but is has there been any talk of possibly, you know, reconfiguring it, maybe making it a shorter track so it can maybe comparable to Flat Rock where you could run a Friday, Saturday uh, program like that? Or, or do you not uh, want to none. take none? Honestly, none, none whatsoever. No okay. talk whatsoever. You're talking, my goodness, you would probably be talking – and again, I, I'm guessing you're talking a million dollars just to reconfigure it. Um, I just you know, you would have to, the pit road. Uh, you'd have to the pit road. <laughs> uh, you'd have to do a lot of different things to it. Needless to say. Well, how about um, how about this? I you know, there's a story that we're going to talk about a little bit later uh, that I found. Brush Creek is, is a dirt oval, but they're adding yes. a road course and having a special event. I mean, would that be something that uh, maybe could happen? Maybe like a Roval at Toledo? We we talked about, um, uh, we actually had a guy entertain about building a drag strip at Toledo when we were going to do it, and the city said uh, that's not conducive. Um, oh. there's, there, there's really not enough room at Toledo. You would have to go out up over the top of the turn one wall uh, and out into the that parking lot and things like that. But that might be okay. Yeah, hey, the, the monster trucks go over the wall. So you know what the heck. But <laughs> well, no, the buses we, we, go through the wall. Yeah, yeah. There you go. <laughs> um, yeah, there has been absolutely no talk. Okay. Uh, of doing that uh, whatsoever. I mean, it all gets down to business decisions. Needless to say, uh, and that's not that's not a good business decision for us at this point. Needless to say. Gotcha, James. Uh, we need to we need to find our niche and we need to find our races. Uh, we've got some ideas in mind for, for 22 already. Uh, you know, we're looking at a couple of different avenues and a couple of events that have never been run at Toledo Speedway before. Um, I don't know if we can pull it off and I don't know if we can get the date. Uh, but we're looking at, we're looking at some different things, needless to say. And like you said, um, it's got, you know, a special events track is what it is, but you've got to have the fan support first. And, and, you know, that base has got to be there to make that work. And we feel that, you know, this year is a telltale year to see if the fans are going to come back, which I we strongly believe they are. Uh, we believe there's a lot of pent-up demand. We like the way our schedule lays out. And, you know, we'll continue to pursue what we're looking at in 22 and, and, uh, and see what we can come up with. All right. Of course, with everything stop. comes the risk. <laughs> Scott, one of our listeners wants to know if there's going to be an autograph session for the Arkham Menards race. No, not at this point because of the restrictions oh, in place on okay. gatherings. Uh, sure. we, we've done that at Flat Rock, too, needless to say, because of the state of Michigan. So, uh, you know, close contact, social distancing and things like that. So they're not even on the schedule. And, and I'm very sorry. Please tell your listener that uh, there is not an autograph session scheduled at this point. Uh, if if we could, we definitely would do it in a minute, needless to say. James uh, wants to know where is Flat Rock? It's uh, 
what, about 40 minutes uh, north of Toledo, half hour, straight up 75. 30, mile, 30 miles from the parking lot of Toledo Speedway is Flat Rock Speedway. Just head so up, right up, I, up 75 to 275 north. It's exit two, so you go two miles on to 275, and you go up about five to six miles in, north on Telegraph. You cannot miss it. You'll see the big old grandstand. Yep, right there on the, the left. This, the scenic route is just straight up Telegraph. <laughs> yeah, if you want to do that, you can. That's correct. Very good. Yes, it is. Uh, yes, it is. Another uh, question here from one of our listeners. How about a special front-wheel drive, four-cylinder uh, race on the half mile at Toledo? At, on the half mile at Toledo. We have been t- – <laughs> we uh, we ran the Boar Series several years ago. Uh, we could not get a date from them uh, a year ago when before all this hit, but they are on our radar for the future. Yes, there you go, Arnold. There's your answer. So what, thank you, Arnold. What uh, what what event are you most looking forward to at each track this year? Just to open the gate and see <laughs> and see uh, see twenty cars on the track. You know, for a future event, I just you know it's just it was like I said, it was just really weird with no fans in the stands. You know, when we rented the track at Toledo for private rentals, my goodness, we probably had 25 private rentals, uh, even though we didn't run last year. Guys just wanted to get out. Uh, and it, it's just been very strange uh, all the way around. Um, you know, we, we had to hurry up and do things because, again, six months ago or six weeks ago, we didn't even know we were going to get to run at Toledo, Flat Rock. Um, you know, and then uh, I think the state of Ohio, I think we knew seven weeks ago. Um, I, I don't, I just, um, I'm just, I like all of it. Uh, you know, all of our divisions, we're very proud of our racers. They just do a damn good job. And we've had great support even through the pandemic. Um, you know, look, the boss had to make a decision. He made a decision and that's what we did. Um, you know, and we did it based on obviously advice from the health departments and, and what they told us, uh, what happened to us if, if we didn't follow the protocols. And, you know, you have to weigh the good, uh, the positive and the negative. And, you know, the, it's just the way we went and you know what, we, we can't dwell on the, on the past. We have to right. move Let's on put it and, and get ready for the shirt. Yes, sir. Absolutely. Yep. Uh, com, toledospeedway.com. The, uh, schedules are both on, uh, are on both of those, uh, websites. Again, flat rock speedway kicking off, uh, weekly shows this weekend with uh, the with the super the super late miles figure eight street stocks and again those first three shows start at four o'clock. Is it any chance uh, you know if that catches on that maybe that might be something you do maybe later in the season? We are we either going to learn something the good way or the bad way. <laughs> Let's see if it works. Well, in September, yeah, sure. uh, the, the end of August and September, we've been starting at six o'clock at flat. That's right. Um, so there, there, you know. Uh, like I told, I told Berger, I said, we may learn something from this. You know, maybe, maybe we can do that. And Ron, Ron knows these days, you know, when Markham ran Toledo Speedway, we ran afternoons at Toledo all through May. And really right. almost, Ron, I think to the middle of June till school was out. That was the cardinal yeah, rule that you absolutely. did. Absolutely. Yeah. We ran Sunday well, afternoons at Toledo to the middle of June when school started. But when school got out, then we went to Sunday nights. And, and obviously with school being a factor, um, you, you had to get the, the Sunday show done early. Yes. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. So yeah, Scott, I mean, I, I, we're very curious to see what happens. You know, we, we might've made, I'll say it, we might make a big mistake here, but at the same time, um, if you're going to try something, this is definitely now the time to try it. 
Yeah, definitely. And then uh, make sure that make sure you ask the fans what they think. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. We'll know. I'm sure. We'll I'm know, sure they'll. Yeah, I'm sure they'll let them know. Yep. yep. We'll know. There's no <laughs> doubt about it. Uh, and then no the opening night at Toledo Speedway is May 16th with uh, the school bus figure eight. That's the one. Yeah, that is the one with uh, Kenny Schrader driving. Uh, yep. And then you got the late model sportsman factory stocks and the boat figure eight. That's a, a two o'clock start. That's a two o'clock start. And then the ARCA races the following oh, Saturday wow. night under the lights. And tickets are on sale now for that at discount tickets, I believe, at, if you go to Menards, right? Yes. Participating Sounds Menards, uh, you can save money on your ticket at Menards. Uh, at the, the school bus tickets are available online uh, or by calling the track at 419-727-1100. Uh, for the Menards race, we are not doing the online ticket sales because we are offering the discount ticket at Menards. Very good. Well, we wish you uh, wish you luck. Sounds like you got a busy summer, and and you probably got your food. So you probably want to eat now, huh? That would be great. Okay. Yep. <laughs> Scott, yep. Scott, one quick thing before you go. Uh, Tim Nick, Tim Nichols, one of our uh, regulars, uh, would like to make a date with you to bring uh, his trailer and simulators to. He's got some uh, racing simulators. At least Tell one Tim of your tracks. Absolutely. Have him give me a call. All right, Tim. We'll do. We'll do that. Thanks. Those Scott. are the things. Those are the kind of things that uh, sometimes put you over the top. There you go. I'll, I'll make the introduction. Tim or, Tim Nichols, uh, Scott Schultz. <laughs> Thank you, Tim. <laughs> Call me at 419 area code. There you go. All right, Scott. Thank we you, appreciate Miller. Appreciate Thank it, you, Scott. Yeah, yeah. I'll be vice president, I guess. Okay, Thank vice you, president. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Take right. care. We'll see you, Scott. See ya. Bye. Bye. There you go. Scott Schultz, GM of both uh, Flat Rock and Toledo Speedway. Uh, apparently uh, shares some of the political uh, views as uh, President Miller there. Yeah. Hey, I was spent. I was nice. I know. I know. Uh, want to thank Big D's Pizza out there in Clyde. Give him a call, 419-547-1444. Um, I believe they may be still hiring some uh, drivers, uh, a cook and uh, prep people. Uh, well, a lot of places are hiring. So, I mean, get in there and uh, stop and apply. Uh, and don't forget to mention the Hammerdown Racing Report. Save 10% uh, off uh, your order. Don't go in there if you're applying for a job and mention the Hammerdown Racing Report because you're not going to get an extra 10%. I'm not sure how that even works. Dean, maybe he will. I don't know. <laughs> Dean's a nice guy. If you mention racing, he, you're... you're it's probably a good good chance uh, that you'll be considered for that job. If you show up and... and if you show up, yeah, that's probably a big thing, Yeah, too. yeah, probably get a free pizza, um, what at least I, a slice. I saw a post. Uh, they got they have a new menu item, too. I don't remember really? what it was. Was it fried pickles or something? That might have been. Ooh. If, if uh, Dean's listening, go post that in the comments, if, if you would. Uh, some racing news. We uh, talked about Derek Lancaster, who uh, ended up in the hospital after that fiery crash at Talladega on Saturday. Was racing uh, up front, and uh, a couple other cars got together on the inside and pushed him uh, out to the wall, slammed the wall with the uh, right side, and went down the back stretch on fire. Uh, it didn't look, I mean, it, as far as wrecks go, it, the ones that don't look so bad are usually the worst ones, uh, but uh, right. he, he has suffered, the, again, second and third degree burns. Uh, to uh, both arms, his neck, and his face. So uh, I'm certain those cars are have onboard fire systems. I'd be very interested in knowing how or if that system worked. Yeah, yeah. Well, we'll have to do some follow up on that one. Uh, this year's Hell Tour Championship is going to be a little different. Did you hear about this, Ron? 
Not yet. Well, you're about to. I'm going to. All right. The way they're going to be doing it this year is each late model driver's top 31 finishes of the 36 scheduled races uh, will count towards the overall points championship. So if they run all 36 races, they'll take the best 31 of those. Or if you only run 31, then whatever you ran is going to be counted. Um, uh, where did I leave off here? We'll count to the so you get five vacation days if you run the whole program. Pretty much, yeah. Uh, champion could earn a potential. There's more to this, too. This is, it gets a but little wait, complicated. There's more. Yeah. The champion could earn. I guess in the past, uh, the champion got 25000 for winning that championship. Right. Uh, this year, the champion could earn a potential $36,000 uh, because for each race completed above 25 races, an additional $1,000 will be added to the champion's check. You follow that? Oh, yeah, yeah. So you get an extra... Starting to sound very NASCAR-ish, but okay. Kind of, yeah. I mean, I can see what they're doing here. They they want to encourage uh, the racers to, to participate. And the problem they've had in the past the is majority drivers... majority of the shows. Yeah, they drivers fall off the shows uh, toward the end there. Um, and I'll, the same with the, uh, the rest of the top 10, with the different amounts being added to each position's check as more races uh, past 25 are competed in. So... The more races you race in and you finish in the top 10, you're going to get more money, which I, I guess makes sense. Uh, that series uh, is set to begin June 15th and run through August 21st. So, and it, there's like a, a break, I think, in the middle there. I don't remember exactly when, but uh, we got the birthday race at Oakshade on, <laughs> I don't remember the date, middle hell, of July. Hell. What is it? July 17th sounds too late. It's the middle of July. Oakshaderaceway.com. Go there. It's on there. Uh, It's back on the schedule. Yeah. Joey Logano uh, suggested a rule change after his flip at uh, Talladega on Sunday. He said uh, something needed to be be done. Did you uh, happen to see that, Ron? Only that he suggested something needed to be done. I, I was I was kind of waiting for suggestions. I get it. he went on uh, some other uh, show after that. I think like Monday or Tuesday, and said July seventeenth of the birthday race. I was right. Thank, it seems thank late. you, Chrissy. Thank you. Um, but uh, I guess he went on. He actually made a suggestion. Said uh, make the the spoiler shorter because then that would uh, that would slow the cars a bit, but. And it would also yeah, I don't, create. I don't think. I don't think it would stop the car from, from flipping, getting air underneath the way the way yeah. his car did. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. Yeah, I don't. Maybe it scared him. I don't know. I mean, oh, but it did. I, it would have scared me. But yeah, but he, he said that the one thing that concerned him was getting hit the way that Ryan Newman got exactly, hit while yeah. he was upside down. And how do you prevent that? I mean, that's you don't it, race. Just, right. I guess that's that's pretty much it. Um, uh, I mentioned this earlier, Brush Creek uh, Motorsports Complex in Peebles, Ohio, are creating a road course within their dirt oval for a special event that's coming up on June 19th. I thought this was a, a kind of cool uh, idea, except for when I saw the drawing of the, the track, the the road course. It's uh-huh. it, it uses the oval and then kind of goes in the infield and back out to the, the turns and then back to the infield. It kind of looked phallic-y. And the drawing it was like I thought it was a joke at first when I saw the picture. I was like, oh, oh, this is real. They're 
they're they're actually doing this. Um, now, what divisions do they plan on running on this road well, course? Ryan, I'm glad you asked. The uh, show will only feature support classes. They're going to run uh, Legend Cars, Sport Compacts, and Crown Vics. Uh, when the uh, course is uh, completed, it will span four-tenths of a mile and feature eight turns. Uh, they're going to have, like, road course rules as well. They're going to have local cautions. They're going to qualify in sessions where uh, the drivers can run as many laps as they like within a given time period, and they'll take uh, their fastest lap time. Uh, I, I mean, that's, that's something different. I thought it was kind of a, a cool idea. What do you think of that? Run as many laps as you want within a given time period. Now, yeah. is that for qualifying it's, or is that for the race? That's that's for qualifying. That was qualifying. Oh, okay. Uh, okay. That's, I guess. I was yeah. say, wait a minute. That'd be kind of a hokey race. So you got like 10 but, minutes. You can go out and run as many laps as you can within that 10 minutes, whatever that, sure. that time frame is. And, and that's how you qualify. And you could come in and make a, an adjustment yeah. and go back out. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's I, like, like Scott it, said, it's, you know, it's try something different. Yeah. Gimmicky. I have heard Scott Schultz say several times that stupid sells. All right. So this falls in that category. Yeah, I guess uh, they had they put down new clay at Brush Creek, and they had some extra, so they're going to use that right. extra clay. And this is it's a dirt track, so it's going to be a total right. dirt uh, road course, which will be interesting. Well, okay. Yeah, I'm, I'm I'm anxious to see how that works out. June 19th. Like Scott says, like Scott Schultz said, we'll, we'll find see out. how this works. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Bell confirmed yesterday that uh, CB Industries' number 21 sprint car team, which he raced in partnership uh, with his friend, Ch- friend uh, Chad Boat since debuting at Fremont Speedway in September of 2019, has been shuttered. Bell also admitted that he won't be uh, doing any dirt racing at all for the time being. He's in the midst of his uh, first full season with Joe Gibbs Racing and his second year of racing in the NASCAR Cup Series. I'm sure Mr. Gibbs had a part in that decision. You think so? Yes, sir. Uh, Valuable talent. All right, this is this is a kind of a long thing here. This is the last uh, bit of news I have before we get to our uh, Twitter poll results and tonight's how many chance to win. Um, what do we have? Gum and all the stuff that Jerry had on display earlier that I wasn't right. The super clean products and and, uh, a t-shirt. Oh, the t-shirt too. Yeah. The Brad, the Doty t-shirt. That's right. And a big D's pizza. So your chance to win that coming up here shortly. First, we're going to talk about the new format of the NASCAR, uh, all-star race NASCAR and Texas motor speedway officials unveiled a radically different format for the 1 million NASCAR all-star race, uh, scheduled for June 13th. That's like a week before the Brush Creek deal. Anyways, hmm. uh, scheduled for June 13th at the uh, one one and a half mile quad oval. Uh, NASCAR's All-Star Night will be held at Texas for the first time in its 37-year history uh, with an Old West theme during driver introductions. I, I don't know what that's all about. And uh, a minor tweak in the current aerodynamic package. Uh, the race will total 100 laps. It'll be broken up into six segments. The first four <clears throat> segments will be 15 laps each followed by a 30-lap segment with a mandatory four-tire pit stop and then a 10-lap sprint to the checkered flag. There will be an exam following this, uh, so make sure you're taking notes. Um, that word I leave off here. Uh, checkered, uh, the, yeah. The initial starting lineup will be set with a random draw. After each segment, the lineup will be set with either a random inversion of 8 to 12 positions or a complete inversion of the field. 
The lineup for the fifth segment will be set by the cumulative finish from the first four stages. Are you with me so far? Yeah. The driver with the lowest cumulative total starts on the pole. Yeah. The running order at, at lap 90, following the end of segment five, will determine the starting lineup for the 10-lap dash to the finish that awards a $1 million prize to the race winner. So there you go. And prior to that, uh, before they, they have the All-Star race, the All-Star uh, Open will take place. And that's going to be a three-segment 50-lap event. The final driver to make the All-Star race, uh, well, I guess uh, the winner, they're going to have three stages, so they'll have the winner of each stage of the Open will go into Scott, the All-Star race. Really, I'm not done do yet. Have, not done yet. No, no, no. Uh. <laughs> Almost there. Almost there. Let me finish. Uh, and then there's going to be the fan vote, and that last driver will get in, and uh, the All-Star race will be, uh, and the Open will be televised on FS1. I'm done now. All right. Do you realize now they've got six heat race sessions plus the final, so that's seven sessions. Each one will be starting double file, plus any cautions somewhere in the middle. That. that for a hundred lap race, that's going to be an enormous amount of two wide restarts. <laughs> uh, I'm expecting carnage. Well, I mean, it, like 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 we've never seen at a, at an all star race. Yeah, I mean NASCAR has a tendency to make things way more complicated than it needs to be. Yeah, I, I don't know if you've noticed that. Maybe that's just me, but uh, yeah, I, yeah, I think maybe I've commented on that a couple times okay uh we have uh this week's twitter poll if uh, you don't follow us on twitter make sure to do so at hammer report is our uh, twitter handle this week's twitter poll was uh the event you are most looking forward to this year at toledo speedway and uh, choices were the arca menards uh, series race the school bus figure eight the glass 8200 and uh the raleigh beale classic i got it 71.4% of the vote. Nobody wants to see Raleigh the Ar- Yeah, nobody wanted to see the Arkham Menards race uh, or uh, Ken Schrader really? uh, doing the, the school bus figure eight, apparently. At least the people. This uh, this poll is a very small sample and does not necessarily rec- or, uh, reflect the opinions of the general population. Showing once again that sprint cars are very popular at Toledo Speedway. Yeah, sprint car country. Real geese silhouette decoys, the most technologically advanced goose and duck decoys ever produced or manufactured in the U.S. Check out realgeese.com or call 419-800-8100. Check out the uh, new hoodies they have available on their website. Again, that's realgeese.com. So last week, how many was... uh, um, How many bombers? Yeah, yeah. I, I was looking for an adjective to describe how that went. Uh, basically we had a lot of people that got the right answer. <laughs> yes. It was how many bombers were going to be at Oakshade on Saturday night. And, uh, that number turned out to be zero because, uh, weather issues, uh, causing the, can't the postponement of the Bill Rector Memorial. So we had 26 people correctly guess zero. So we are going to have to spin the big D's pizza wheel to turn, determine the winner of not only a Big D's pizza and those uh, the books from from last week, but also the four pack of Oakshade Raceway tickets, the burgers and the pops. Thanks to uh, John Young, 
who we had on last week as well. So without further ado, we are going to uh, bring that wheel up here with all the names. I'm not even going to read them all because it'll take us a, another 20 minutes here. And uh, we'll spin that wheel, find out who's going to win. All that good stuff, and then we'll uh, figure out uh, this week's how many. Uh, click to spin. That's how we do it. Here we go. There it goes. And it looks like uh, Amy Estes is the winner of uh, Big D's Pizza. Those uh, books and the uh, four-pack of tickets to Oakshade Raceway, four burgers and four pops. So congratulations to uh, Amy. And uh, I'll have to get a hold of her and get her information so I can get that to John Young. And, uh, yes. So congratulations, John Young says congratulations. Aren't you supposed to be working, John? Um, this week's <laughs> this week's how many? Uh, we figured we'd stick with how many bombers at Oakshade Raceway on Saturday night once again because um, uh, it's been rescheduled. It's, yeah, the Bill Reckner Memorial, the what twelve hundred to win, and uh, there's been money added throughout the the uh, purse there, and there's been an extra week for people to get their cars ready. So that's uh, this Saturday night. How many bombers at Oakshade Raceway? If you want a chance to uh, win a Big D's pizza, the super clean, the gum, the T-shirt, all that good stuff, all you have to do is put your guess a number in the uh, comments of our uh, Facebook Live, 47 and a half. Half a car is going to show up. (laughs) It's a good one, man. Uh, Put your comments in our Facebook Live comments. video on yeah and uh, you'll be entered to guess i did see and i gotta special uh, specify the rules once again you only get one guess you cannot change your guess once you put your guess in that's it if you put another guess in you're you get the black flag which behind me now i can't grab it but uh yeah one guess per person and if you guess twice you're 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 disqualified Pretty optimistic, Scott. I'm not yeah, seeing any zero numbers over there. No, I have not seen any zeros. A lot of, uh, what do we see, 62 on the high end? Where are we at in the low no, end? I think I 30. saw a 70-something. Was there a 70? No, I thought. Mm-hmm. They're, they're flying in. It's really hard to tell. <laughs> uh, Ron, uh, let's see. Uh, last week, I was the winner because I chose zero. I was the pessimistic one. So I will choose uh, first this week. I'm going to go with... I like uh, I like John Deere the way he uh, came up with forty six. That's what I'm going with. Forty six bombers Saturday night at Oakshade. Sounds good. Chrissy's guessing. Woo-hoo. I guess she can win a Big D's pizza. What do, sure. what do, you, what do you got, Ron? Hillard Miller, fifty three. Yes, sir. That's a good number. Who's forty six? Chris Williams. I guess I did a Chris Williams. Yeah. Okay, that'll work. Uh, again, uh, you can put your guesses in if you're listening to us on, uh, on demand on a podcast, uh, platform like uh, Google or Apple or and, YouTube. And we're not live when you're listening to us, which is, uh, we have a lot of people that listen to us not live. Nah, it's on Memorex. Uh, you can still get your guess in. Just, uh, log on to our Facebook page, facebook.com slash hammer down racing report. Find our, uh, video here and just put in your comment, your number in the comments. We'll do that up until... I'm going to say 5 o'clock again tomorrow night, Friday night. 5 o'clock Friday night, 
uh, is the cutoff for for that. A lot of stuff too. Big D's pizza, super clean gum, Brad Doty t-shirt. A lot of stuff to win. Yeah, We're giving away a lot of stuff. I want to thank Ramiller Race Cars, Lamberville, Michigan, 734-856-7223. Race cars, parts, safety, equipment, service, everything a racer needs. Have you gotten caught up yet, Brian? No. <laughs> okay. If I had gotten caught up, I would have done. Uh, I, I know Christina Hendricks is listening. Chrissy, I don't want any uh, bonus points for the best appearing car this week. Because it's going to look just the way it did when it came off the track last October. Alrighty then. Let's talk about some... It's, uh, it's, it's not going to be very pretty. Let's talk about the racing uh, we have uh, this weekend, and then we'll get to our weekend weather pit stop with a uh, special uh, guest meteorologist, me. We're going to have a team this week? Nope, just me. Oh. Uh, for some reason, uh, I don't know if Ryan was off today or not, but uh, we didn't didn't get it, get the official forecast, so we are going to uh, improvise here. I figure I could do just as good as him, right? right. Anyway, yeah. Attica Raceway uh, Park in action tomorrow night, the Adkins Group Smith Paving Night featuring uh, the first Attica Fremont Championship st- Series event. Doubleheader weekend for those guys, the 410 Sprints and the 305s. Uh, they'll be at Attica on Friday and then... Fremont on Saturday. Late models will be in action at Attica on Friday night as well. Gates open at 5, racing at 7.45. General mission, 18 bucks at Attica Raceway Park on uh, Friday night. Saturday night, custom metal works night. That's uh, the second part of that doubleheader for the Attica Fremont Championship Series, 410s and 305s. Dirt trucks also uh, in action there at Fremont. Gates open at 4, racing at 7. $15 general admission. First responders get uh, $2 off uh, their tickets. And I thought I saw there was a sponsor. The first uh, 50 first responders get an additional $2 off. They're going to match Ooh. that. So pretty cool deal there. Uh, Flat, yep. Flat Rock Speedway, as we uh, mentioned earlier, is in action, kicking off their season Saturday night with Jack's Bicycle of Monroe. Opening day featuring the Outlaw Super Late Miles, Figure Eights, and Street Stocks. Pit Gate will open at 1130, the main gate. Um I don't remember what time. What I wrote down the wrong number here. What do you say? One thirty. I think he said. Yeah. Yeah. One thirty is uh, when the the spectator gates open there and racing starts racing at, at four. four o'clock at Flat Rock Speedway. Uh, first time since two thousand nineteen racing at Flat Rock Speedway. General admission fifteen bucks there. Uh, Oakshade Raceway in action with that rescheduled Bill Rector Memorial featuring the UMP Late Models, UMP Sportsman, Bombers, twelve hundred to win. Plus uh, that extra money sprint spread throughout the uh, the field there, 10th and 13th, extra money put up by Ron Miller. Um, compacts also in action. Gates open up for at Oakshade Racing at 7 p.m. And uh, general mission, 14 bucks there. Sandusky Speedway, we talked about this uh, earlier as well. The uh, regular show on uh, Saturday night will be the Renegades, Beginner Stocks, Pure Stocks with the uh, – with racing at 7 p.m., but they have the makeup uh, races from last week's rained out event. That's going to start at one <laughs> o'clock. The racing will start at one o'clock, and uh, there's no additional charge. If you want to show up and watch the the makeup races, you pay five bucks. Five bucks will cover you for the makeup races, and then the. But how much? How much do you pay if you show up for the night race? Five bucks. Five bucks. Five bucks doesn't matter. 
Five bucks. Five. If you show up at one o'clock, you pay five bucks. You can watch the afternoon and the evening races. If uh, you show up uh, at seven and only want to watch the evening races, five bucks. If you were at the race last week and you have your uh, wristband or ticket stub or whatever, uh, then that'll get you into the afternoon and evening race as well. So you don't have to pay anything if you paid last. Wow, week. that's so, a good. Those are those folks over there are really fan friendly. Absolutely, they are. <laughs> Uh, yeah, and, and five bucks even if it was a regular show is a pretty good yeah, absolutely. deal. Absolutely. So the weekend weather, uh, if you were racing today, would not be good because the weather sucks. But uh, we're looking looking like things are going to clear out on Friday. Uh, it's going to get cold, though, Friday night. There's a uh, chance of a brief rain shower midday on, uh, on Friday. Hopefully, though, that's going to... Miss Attica and uh, action will get going in there. There's a chance of frost, though, uh, Friday night. So, again, dress warm. You're you're muted. I see you talking, but I can't hear what you're saying, Ron. Sorry, that um, my my alarm system was going off. Yeah, that that frost warning is is really early early Saturday. So yeah, yeah, it, it won't affect the. Uh, the track no, as, it, as long uh, as the the rain doesn't the frost won't it'll just be cold it'll be yeah it'll be probably 50s Dr- dress dress warm the, the racing will be hot there you go it's going to warm up saturday this uh i think earlier in the week i saw the temperature was like in the lower 60s now it's uh 75 for a high uh after that early morning frost uh, we just spoke of but uh sunshine gusty southwest wind it's uh going to be breezy but uh much warmer and uh, looking good. No uh, chance of rain on, on Saturday. So if we can get through uh, tonight and miss that shower tomorrow, we should be all set for the weekend. Ooh, yeah. Yeah. I want to thank uh, associate producer Dave Kemmer, field correspondent Matt Swander, Doug Doc. Next week we are back in action at uh, 7 o'clock right here, Facebook Live, YouTube, uh, Twitter, all those places. Sun, sun is shining now in Wauseon. Yeah, I guess it is kind of. It's, it's it's shiny here too. It's very bizarre having the uh, show end and uh, it's still being daylight outside. I like it. I do too. That's a good sign. If you want to, uh, we were going to do a hammer down hotline uh, tonight, but uh, we we have uh, decided. Oh, we've run out of time, Scott. We have, so we're going to have to forego that for tonight. But if you'd like to. Uh, Leave a message for playback next week on the show. Feel free to call the Hammerdown Hotline anytime, day or night. You could call it 3 o'clock in the morning. It's not going to bother me. Not at all. It goes straight to a, it's a messaging system. Uh, 419-318-3081. That's 419-318-3081. And uh, pretty much uh, if you're not mean to people, we'll probably uh, play it back. That's like the only stipulation, really. Otherwise, pretty much anything's fair game. Right? Sure. Okay. We have feelings too, you know? Yeah, yeah. yeah we don't Some. Want... <laughs> well, one anyway. Don't forget to check out Hammerdown or what the heck is this? Uh, Hammerdown uh, Racing Report. Yeah, HammerdownRacingReport.com. That's our website. Oh, Scott. Yeah, I know. It's been a long day. Uh, I want to thank our sponsors once again, Oakshade Raceway, where the fastest meet to race. Bill Rector Memorial this weekend. Uh, also, uh, Real Geese Silhouette Decoys, Millstream Speedway, Big D's Pizza, and Ron Miller Race Cars. Get out and support a local track this weekend. Should be uh, some good uh, racing action coming on. And uh, we've got some more tracks that are be 
opening up here uh, like Limeland in uh, in a couple weeks. So, uh, yeah, it's almost like uh, full swing racing season here in Northwest Ohio. It's about time. <laughs> uh, thanks again to uh, Scott Schultz, uh, Toledo Speedway, Flat Rock Speedway, for uh, letting us talk to him this evening. Next week, I think uh, I haven't lined anybody up yet. I kind of want to leave it open. Let's see how this weekend goes and uh, get a racer back on. It's been a little while since we had a racer on. So we'll work on that for, for next week. Maybe we'll get a couple racers on. I'm not sure. Yeah. I Let's see if we can get them on visual, too, So in, instead of just audio. The racers are, are a little more open to that than, than these promoter people are. You know? I don't understand that. Well, they're busy. All these folks that, that they claim not to be techno geeks. And, boy, I, I'm certainly no techno geek, but I've got it figured out. They can. Yeah, so... If you have any uh, guest suggestions, uh, somebody you want to see on the show, uh, shoot us a message on our uh, Facebook or whatever. Actually, I have an email, too. I think it's hammerdownracingreport at outlook.com. You can shoot me an email there, too. So that's it. We're out. We'll see you next uh, Thursday, 7 o'clock. Ron, you're muted. Thanks for, thanks for listening. See you, guys. See ya. So, well, that's, that's the beginning of the show. Let's try this one. You have been listening to the Hammerdown Racing Report, available on demand on iTunes, Google Podcasts, Spotify, or your favorite podcasting platform. Have you ever wanted to know how to win a Formula One Grand Prix? I mean, really know. Know about the driver tactics from the cockpit, the strategy calls from the pit wall, and even the mind games in the paddock. There's a lot more that goes into winning a Grand Prix than just 90 minutes of racing. So every week on the F1 Strategy Report, we're taking a deep dive into the decisions that shape every result. Hey there, my name is Michael Laminato, and every week I'm joined by an expert guest from the paddock to talk through the big calls that won the race and the missteps that resulted in bitter defeat. Before every race, we'll look back at the previous year's result and consult the current form guide, and we'll be in your feed after every Grand Prix dissecting the the outcome and what it means for the championship. So for your regular hit of Formula One analysis, subscribe to the F1 Strategy Report wherever you get your favourite podcasts. The Strategy Report is a beer mogul podcast on the Evergreen Podcasts Network. My name's Michael Laminato and I'll catch you after the chequered flag.